come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And we hope everybody's having a great day. We had a good day. You'll hear about that soon. But uh, today... Look, we, we don't want to waste any time. We got a great interview here with Mike Lovelace, Lovey's Fat Life. You heard from him and Anthony a couple weeks ago. Now you're going to hear all about Mike and his channel, which also includes Anthony as well. But um, he does food. He does cruising. He does travel stuff. Great channel. Check it out. All the links in the description, and you're going to hear us reference them in the interview. So before we get to the interview, though, we did have an email, right? We did, yes, from Scott. And what does the professor have to say? Well, the subject line is thoughts from the professor. Oh, it's nice. Like, it's like you knew what the email said. I, I mean, I did read it. Okay. Um, greetings, fantastic friends. I love listening to your collaboration with Anthony. It reminds me of when I went on my first cruise in 1983 when I was 10. I look at how many innovations have been made to include activities for kids, and it's breathtaking. When I was on the Carnival Tropical, there were only two video games, and that was all in the way of activi- activities we had. Now you have Carnival, Norwegian, RCL, for the benefit of Matt. That stands for Royal Caribbean. Hey, now. You're welcome. Look, I just want to say he was 10 in 1983. That makes him almost as old as me. And, and look, look here, Professor. You also know that back in 1983, uh, Pong, Pac-Man... Donkey Kong, this was cutting-edge technology. Maybe not Pong. This was cutting-edge technology. Like, we could spend hours playing these games. He wasn't talking about that. He was The last time I was said something about something of the seas and you couldn't figure out that it was a Royal I know, Caribbean. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just ribbing at him a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, but by far, I am not sure how these compare to Disney having its own cruise ships and activities for the youth. I think I speak on behalf of Mary Miller when I say you should do a review of the princess of a princess cruise ship. I am partial to the regal princess, but would love to learn more about the sky princess. Looking forward to a cruise or two this year. Let's hope. Scott, a.k.a. The Professor Travel. P.S. This is the part I agree with Matt in saying artists from American Idol make my brain hurt. Oh, I'm so glad you read that. Why? (laughs) I don't know. So here's the thing about American Idol. I didn't watch all of it. I watched like the first, I think, wherever up until Carrie Underwood won. So I know Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood because those are like the big ones. And then there's a few others. Other than that, well, and then like the last three seasons. But (laughs) that doesn't count. I got, I came back to it. Like I stopped watching for like... 20 seasons and then i came back at the end whatever i mean people are entitled to have their own taste in music bad good what have you it's all subjective so teach their own that's what i'll say to that okay thank you scott for that email as always check out the professor travel he has a podcast a youtube channel which features his podcast 
in video form, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's got a, a, a group over on the Facebooks. Speaking of that, that's what we're going to be doing is talking to Mike about his YouTube channel. And it, he doesn't have a podcast yet. Wink, wink, Mike. Uh, but uh, he does have a group on Facebook. So anything else you want to say before we get right into the um, interview? Um, no. That's a long pause I for was, audio. <laughs> well, I was I was going to say something about what the next episode might feature, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, yes. We had an exciting day today. Today being uh, January 16th. And we have an exciting week coming up, so you'll probably be hearing all about that next week. Yes. Okay. Well, here then is our interview with the great Mike Lovelace. Well, hey, Mike, thanks for joining us again. We talked to you, uh, quote unquote, a couple of weeks ago with Anthony talking about kids and cruising. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Thanks for uh, inviting us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to have you back on here to talk about your uh, cruising experience and your cruising channel so uh, kim how are you doing i'm fantastic you're fantastic that's appropriate i know (laughs) so so let's start right there so so mike tell us about your youtube channel and your facebook group because that's really we're going to focus a lot on that as well as your cruising experience today uh yeah our uh channel um is called lovey's fat life um and I have to usually go back and explain that. What is the Lovey? Some people call it Louvies. Um, <laughs> my last name is Lovelace. Back in high school, this goes way back. And uh, Matt, you would appreciate this. But Steve Miller Band had a song that said Lovey Dovey all the time, <laughs> a, part, a part of the song. And I had a football coach that came in and tripped, and I started laughing at him in front of the whole team. And he said, you think that's funny, don't you, Lovey? And, oh. and that how it, it kind of stuck. So that was my high school nickname all through high school and even after high school. So that's the lovey's part of the fat life. And then the fat life, we kind of made fun of ourselves and fat. We kept saying food and travel. You know, um, my channel originally was um, based on um, food videos. Um, I used to have a catering business. I, I still have a license to do that and do it occasionally, but not as much now uh, due to my job. So the food and travel is mostly smoking meat and um, food reviews. And then the travel part of it, primarily our number one love is, is cruising. Uh, but also we do uh, other land-based trips, you know, to the mountains or to other beaches and so forth. So that's how we got Lovey's Fat Life. Okay. And then you, and you have a Facebook group as well, right? Yeah. Facebook group, we encourage uh, people, you can go up on um on, on Facebook, just search for Lovey's L-U-V-Y-S, Fat Life. Um, and It'll encourage- auto-correct to Lucy's. We found that out. <laughs> so, so make sure <laughs> yeah. it doesn't do that. It's, it's Lucy's. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that channel is, is primary. We try to, um, you know, we try to show what we're cooking and grilling. So we have a lot of foodies on there that like to post their food pictures. Uh, and it doesn't have to be smoking meat. Some people, you know, show what they fix or what they eat out on. And then uh, on the travel part of it, we have a lot of creators. We have a creator corner where people come and they either post their cooking videos or their traveling videos or cruising videos, whatever content they have. Uh, we're big in promoting um, everybody in the, in the creator uh, type corner area. And uh, we really try to push people that are under a thousand subscribers because 
you know, we, we had to struggle for that for a while and, and now we're over a thousand, but there's a lot of great people in the cruising community that we just love. And, um, they're, they're just like family. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to come over, um, uh, join us and just join in on the fun and, and just have a good time with us. Yeah, and you can search Love East Fat Life on, on either YouTube or Facebook, like Mike said, and you'll it'll pop up. But we will also put links in the description to yes. both of those. So you can click on those if, if you don't like to type words in search boxes. But that's probably the easiest way. If you don't like to type <laughs> We have the same problem with Fantastic. It always autocorrects to Fantastic. And if you if you search Fantastic Cruising on YouTube and uh, or well, Fantastic Studios, right. our YouTube channel, it'll autocorrect to Fantastic Studios and we won't come up. But so you gotta watch that. We have clever names, and and we kind of pay the price for it a little bit with the spell check. So so watch that autocorrect. But uh, so so one of the things we know that you you do food and travel, and um, I think we found you through the cruising aspect of it. So but your channel was already there. So it was a food channel first, and then travel kind of came in later. Is that correct? Wow. If, if we really go way back, believe it or not, I've had a YouTube channel for probably 15 years. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And I used to do a lot of uh, powerlifting, uh, competitive powerlifting in the AAU circuit. So we used to put a lot of uh, weightlifting contests on YouTube. And I used to go underneath my name, Mike Lovelace. And then um, I got kind of got out of that and then um, started cooking a lot. And how I got we started a channel was, was the a cooker I purchased there wasn't a lot of videos on it. And, and that's back when I first started learning, okay, I can go to YouTube and still go in the library and search something. It tells me how to do something. And uh, for that smoker, there was not a lot of uh, videos out on a reverse flow smoker. That's what it's called. And um, so when I purchased that smoker, I started just doing really bad videos at the beginning and just up. We all do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, some of them now are still bad, but um that one video four years ago has got 120, I think 120, 130,000 hits nice. uh, on it. And it was very poor editing, but people just, just liked it. And so I started putting more videos out there like that. And then we're, we're from uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, you know, barbecues King in this state and you have Eastern and Western type barbecue. And that's kind of like a, I kind of make a joke of it here that everybody um, argues over the three things here, the Bible, barbecue, and basketball. Those are the three <laughs> things that uh, the three B's in North Carolina. But, um, and then, and then once we were able to, you know, adopt, uh, foster and adopt Anthony, uh, we did it late in life. I was 42 when we adopted him. And we said, you know what, we need to document this um, for, for Anthony, you know, cause we, n nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. But, you know, 20, 30 years from now, if we're still here, that's great. But if we're not, he would be able to go back and look at some of our adventures. So the barbecuing is more me, the cooking part of it. Um, and then the travel as a family, the cruising and the land-based uh, vacations is, is more of the family part of it. But um, that's kind of how that evolved into a channel. That's cool. Yeah. And, and if you haven't listened to the podcast episode, as probably a couple back, but if it's not, just go and check it out where we did a kid's perspective on cruising. And that is Anthony really giving us that perspective and uh, what a great kid. So thank, thank you, Anthony, again, if you listen to this uh, for that, that it's, it's kind of interesting because you, you do have a sort of combo channel of the food and the cruising. And I feel like our channel, uh, our YouTube channel is kind of 
become almost like a scuba diving cruising channel especially right now since you can't cruise so it's like everybody's trying to find other stuff to focus on to get us through this stupid pandemic until we can get to the other side and start cruising again and uh, but but also it's i think i think it's kind of neat to have two two things some some people think well then you're gonna you only have certain people to watch this but but i think that's okay like i i don't know i think it's interesting now we've watched some of your food videos and the stuff you cook always looks really, really delicious. Like well, <laughs> we, we live in an apartment, so we we couldn't even we have like a grill we could use, but it wouldn't come out like your. Like your <laughs> stuff. We need some lessons, Mike. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's we can hook you up, we can hook you up on the lessons. Just there keep you watching. Go. There you go. That sounds that sounds good. So, what made you want to do the cruising channel? I guess well, you just kind of answered that. Really, you want to document it for Anthony which is really a great idea. I mean, think about it. Like Mike, you and I are the same age, like how much of our childhood, teenage years, 20, like if, if we would have had this sort of technology to document that, to going back now and like kind of reliving some of those moments in video would have been outstanding. Like as a kid coming to Florida, I remember coming to Florida when I was in first grade and I just have little bits and pieces and, you know, a few photographs, but to have a video like this, what a, what a valuable asset to, to give Anthony. That's really, really cool that you do that. So how many cruises have you been on? I would, I think it's a couple more than Anthony. I think he, he, he's got it counted to five. So we haven't cruised a ton, like a lot of the cruising channels have. So I would say seven, maybe okay. um, it's, it's all been with carnival. Um, and we, you know, Michelle, um, she did one way back. I'm not going to say how long, but she did one like <laughs> when she gra- she graduated from high school or something. And, um, uh, you know, and then we went early on in our marriage. We've been married 17 years. Uh, we went on one with my, my parents and uh, that was back on the triumph. Okay. And that was actually, that was two weeks before they had their episode where I think they lost power and they were oh. out in the ocean for a couple of <laughs> weeks. And I think that, that ship's been uh, renamed, I believe now, but it was, I think the sunshine or something like that or sunrise. Yeah. Or something like, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. But yeah, it's, uh, but most of it's been here recently in the last three years. Um, we're, we're kind of like anybody else. We, um, I was into YouTube just starting out and I said, you know, what do we need to know about cruising again now? So we went on YouTube, did a search for cruising and, you know, some of the big names that kind of popped up at that time was, was, um, EECC travel um, with Alyssa and Jason, and then I think Joss Hokum and then uh, Lolita Loca. Um, uh, so we kind of got into watching some of that, and then we found out it was Facebook pages, and kind of evolved from there. And then of course we found you, you know, you guys, um, and we actually love your your channel and your videos because oh, uh, <laughs> I I don't know that I could ever dive. Uh, my stepdad is a diver and has done uh, rescue diving. But I, I, I vicariously live through you with your guys and so <laughs> forth. So I, I'll stick with the snorkeling for now. But uh, we just love your channel because we know you, you're into reptiles, you're into diving, um, you're into cruising. So um, we every time you got a video come out, our whole family sits here and watches you guys. Oh, well, that's really oh, cool. That's Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. So so what what made you want to start cruising? Like what? How'd you get into cruising? Um. To be honest with you, I, I work so many hours. Um, I, I work in a distribution center, and um, 
you know, like anybody else, you just want to get away sometimes. And if I'm here in a land-based, somebody can get in touch with me. If I'm on a cruise ship and I, I don't take my phone or I put it offline and I don't take a computer with me, they can't get in touch with me. So, um, you know, I work a lot of hours, sometimes 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It's really long days. So when we go on a cruise, we, we unplug. My wife's a nurse, um, so she sees a lot of things, too, that she just wants to get away from. So uh, when we go on a cruise ship, we put everything, you know, on, on silent mode and people at work know they cannot get in touch with me for a week. So it lets us unwind from the uh, reality of, of daily work <laughs> and, uh, and go to escape for a while to some Caribbean island or some big ship out in the middle of the ocean. So it's just an escape from not really reality, but kind of is the normal grind for us. So that's what made us get away. Okay. Plus, that, that, I, I love the Caribbean. We, we've yeah. always loved the Caribbean and the um, and the ocean. Uh, we live here in North Carolina. We're three hours from the beach, an hour from the mountains. Um, so we have the best of both worlds. But that Caribbean ocean is so much different than the North and South Carolina beaches. It's just... It definitely... You know, it's yeah, there's just... There's certain people, and we're among them, that it just... The Caribbean appeals to. Like, I, I mean, I everybody tells me, you got to cruise Alaska, you got to cruise Europe. And and I'm definitely willing to do that. But I feel like my my heart is always going to be in the Caribbean. Like, I love... Yeah. I always have since I was a little kid. Always love the Caribbean. So uh, cruising is a good way to sort of unplug from, from the daily grind, like you said. Now, that made me think, you know, the way things are changing internet's becoming more available and all these things. Are you concerned that cruising is going to get to a point where uh, you'll be just as available <laughs> or, or like your, your coworkers and stuff will be like, we know you can get phone calls on the cruise now and it won't cost you extra. Are you worried that cruising is going to get to uh, that level? I kind of am. Cause I, I remember last cruise I went on my, my boss, man, I told him, I said, you know, I'm going to have my phone off for a week. And he says, "Oh, uh, you know, the company will the company will pay for the roaming fees." And oh, I was no. like, <laughs> "I was like, I got I'm paying for this myself. I'm, I I don't have a company phone." So he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so uh, yeah, it does concern me. Um, usually, when we go on the on the cruise ships we've went on, the internet's not been the greatest. So we just buy the I think it's called the social media package where you get like Facebook, and you can use your instant message there. So me and my wife will buy that package. And uh, we don't buy the full-blown internet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we will take a laptop with us because I like to organize the videos as I'm going. And late at night, you know, before we go to bed, I'll, you know, if we went to an excursion or to a certain port, we'll drop all that into a file. So it makes it easier down the road when we're trying to uh, upload content. But uh, yeah, it does concern me. Um, at some point that could happen. Um and that's really what I enjoy about it now is, is because pretty much I'm, I'm on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with my current job. So uh, it, it would, it's back there. Hopefully technology won't, <laughs> won't yeah, get no, to the, that point. The, of the internet cruise. is getting better and better. Like the last few cruises I've been on, uh, like on the Vista class ships, that internet was, was blowing pretty fast. But you can always say you just forgot your phone at home. You know, you can't yeah. go back and get it. <laughs> See, that's that's one thing with us cruising. We've we've only went on the smaller ships. We actually had um we had some of the bigger ships scheduled this past year and both of them were uh canceled. I mean, we've been on the Lation, the Miracle, of course, the Triumph, the Ecstasy, 
Um, I'm sure I've missed another one in there, but um, it, we've always been on the smaller ships. So we were really looking forward to going on the bigger ships. We do have the Mardi Gras, I believe planned in October of 2021. Uh, we do have June of this year. We're supposed to go to Alaska uh, on a group cruise, but I don't think that one's going to take place. And if it does, um, my job and my wife's job currently would not allow us to fly. So um, we'd have to go to Seattle. And of course I'm not driving out to Seattle. Right. Uh, so that, 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 you know, that may get canceled out this year as well. Yeah. It doesn't look good, unfortunately for Alaska cruising for a little bit longer than the, the Caribbean cruising. So I, I know you're a foodie obviously. So when you, when you go on the cruise ship, um, we asked Anthony the same question, but how, how does the food compare? Like, especially have you been on any of the ships with like the barbecue restaurant? Like how, you know, that that's funny because that was one of the, I wanted, I wanted to try the guys, the pig and anchor, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been on a ship that has that. Um, so I want to, I, I, I sound like I'm a snob here, but I'm kind of a barbecue snob because anytime I eat barbecue out somewhere, I compare it to mine or my wife will compare it to mine. You know, then it's like, it's not fair. You're like, man, that's not good. It's, you know, it's kind of like being a movie critic, you know, and then going and seeing a movie just for the fun of it. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I have not tried it, but um, I'll kind of echo what, you know, Anthony said a couple of weeks ago. We love the pizza pirate. Um, when I'm doing, if I am doing low carb, I love the blue iguana because you can get the taco salad and uh, Anthony just absolutely loves the tacos at blue iguana. Um, I like, I've heard a lot of people talk bad about carnival food and um, uh, I, I don't think it's, you know, I, I, I can't compare it to like NCL or Princess or another cruise on a Royal. So I, I can't, I can't talk too bad about it. Um, you know, we don't do the buffet. I like, we did mainly do the MD, you know, the main dining room for breakfast. Um, and then of course the pizza pirate blue iguana, um, but some of the bigger ships, I do want to try the Italian restaurants. We've done the steakhouse. We, we had a bad experience the first time with a steakhouse uh, for as much money as we paid. Um, I didn't think it was up to the quality, but another couple that went with us thought it was great. So um, we definitely want to try out some of the bigger ships, uh, you know, like the Mardi Gras, the Magic, some of those with Carnival. Um and we're also already, we're set up for the, I think it's the 2023 group cruise, which is NCL. Um, the the, the um, creators, um, um, uh, let me get that in there. What is that? The uh, creators cruise, I guess it's going on the, is it the breakaway or something on the NCL so. in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're scheduled to be on that one. So that was going to be our first ch uh, chance at NCL if we don't book another one before then. Well, actually our last cruise was NCL also. Okay. I was I was really excited. I'm getting on the bigger ship too. I've only been on the smaller ships. We yeah. were we were supposed to go out on the Horizon in October, and that's rebooked for <laughs> September. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I would say with the Carnival bigger ships, they don't feel that much different than the smaller. I mean, they are definitely bigger, um, and there sometimes there are a few more food options. I, yeah, yeah I, I like the food on on the Carnival ships for sure. But um, but I, I totally get it. No, I, I mean you have every right to to be critical of of food as as a person that is as uh, chef 
so to speak, or I don't know if you'd call, you call you call yourself a chef when you. I were, call myself a, a hillbilly, uh, <laughs> a hillbilly, a hillbilly redneck. You know, I call you know smoker. Uh, I just I'm just a weekend backyard, um, you know, type smoker. Um, you know, we did we've done some pretty big jobs on our catering business, you know, weddings and rehearsal dinners and stuff like that. But again, with my job and some things that's changed the last couple of years, it's just hard to break away. And, and a lot of times people don't realize that like when, when you're cooking, you know, if, if it's, it's, here's a good example, uh, a friend of mine turned 50, uh, three or four weeks ago, and uh, they wanted me to cook a brisket for him. So I took a day off of vacation just to cook a brisket for wow. him. <laughs> and, and, you know, it took 14, 15 hours to cook that brisket. When it was all said and done, um, after everything was paid for, I may have made $30 off the meal, but I spent 15 hours doing it. Right. So, right. so I made two, I made $2 an hour. So really I, I kind of, like I was saying with cruising, I do the same thing with food. I like to cook to escape work. Um, so sometimes I'll just take a vacation day to, and cook a brisket or uh, some barbecue pulled pork or something like that, just as an escape for me not to think about work, kind of unwind a little bit and put my mind somewhere else. No, I, I get that totally. I mean, I, that's kind of my outlet for art and, or like getting underwater or something yeah. like that. But it's the same thing. I, I've done uh, artwork for people before. And like I do, I've done pet portraits, for example. And it takes me somewhere between eight and 16 hours, depending on the pet to do that. And I still don't have one of Reno. All right. And then, uh, and then, and then I, I get, I mean, I get, a, you know, a decent amount of money for it. But when I break it down hour to hour, it's uh, it's not all that much. So it's a good thing I enjoy doing it. <laughs> so. And it's but, more of a it's more of a passion uh, and, and kind of a stress releaser for me. Yeah, very cool. So, are, what are your favorite things about cruising? Like, what are the things you look forward to the most when you cruise? Um, I really enjoy the um, the Carnival brand beer. No, I'm just picking. Uh, I do, I do, I do, I do like the uh, was it the uh, the something pig, the arch the IPAs they have, the West Coast IPA. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I just, again, like unwinding. I like uh, just hanging out on the Lido deck, um, maybe being near the water slide and watch Anthony do the water slide and just kind of chill back, have a few drinks. And again, just kind of not think about anything, just, you know, stressless um, type attitude. Um, uh, we do like going to the shows at night. Um, that's something that's new to us. And I'd heard some other, cruise lines or the, you know, the shows may be better than carnival. And, and that's one thing I do want to say, even though we've only went carnival, it's just what Anthony's like. He's comfortable with camp ocean. We're not like carnival snobs or, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not, you know, like I, I'd never go NCL or I'd never go Royal. I, I really look at the Royal ships and they're beautiful. I'd, I'd love to go on a Royal sometime. And the NCLs are really nice as well. So, um, but yeah, we just like to relax, uh, soak up a little sun, um, you know, I, I like to go to the casino. Uh, we don't, we don't, we are not, don't get me wrong. We don't take thousands of dollars and we may have a limit of a hundred dollars a day or, and we use it like entertainment. Like if I was going to go see a movie and go out to eat, I'd blow a hundred dollars. We do that same thing with the casino. We don't, you know, bring a thousand, two thousand dollars a day. That's like the healthy um, way to do it. That's when you're doing it for fun. That's the right, yeah. that's the right way to, to gamble. I think <laughs> Yeah, we, we use it as entertainment only. Um, and then, um, you know, of course, we like to eat, um, like to have a few drinks, like to listen to the bands playing. Um, 
right outside most of the casinos, they usually have a band playing and we'll sit there and have a few drinks. Um, I really actually like the sushi on some of the ships I've been on. Uh, um, that's something that you don't think a lot about, but um, we do like sushi or I like sushi and we'll, um, you know, find the um, little sushi bar there and get some sushi, have a few drinks, listen to the band. Um, and then, you know, one of the best things is just spending time with your family, you know, uh, because during the work week, uh, like I said, again, we work long hours. I'm usually up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm at work by 6, 6.30. Don't get home till 5.30, 6 o'clock. You do that five, six days a week. And then um, it only leaves you a couple hours at night with your son before, you know, he goes to bed. So when we're on a cruise ship, we get to spend all that time with him. And uh, and we also enjoy going with um, my mother and my stepdad. They, they, they've started going cruising more. And um, we went a couple cruises where they've got the room beside us. So then, you know, it may be a situation where Anthony wants to go back to the room with them. So then me and Michelle get to go out for that night and walk around and, and, uh, you know, have a drink somewhere ourselves and, um, just kind of unwind. So it's just a really good family time, a really good escape from, again, the normalcy of the daily grind. I, I think that may be one of the most underrated things of cruising is when you're on the cruise ship with, with your family, whether it's just, you know, just a couple or whether it's with family or friends, and you're, you don't have all that extra stuff. You don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have to make all these decisions and you don't have all these other influences coming into your life about what, what's going on here, what's going on there. And you really get to hone in and focus on, on that, that time, spending that time with these people that you love. And it really is, is super valuable. And it's and it just mm -hmm. a really good way to to sort of enjoy that. Like even, even if you're like doing a holiday thing and people are over for the holiday, like they're just there for a few hours and you've got to eat and you've got to cook and you've got to, you know, and there's, there's all this stuff going on and then boom, they're gone on a cruise. You're just stuck together. And, and if, and that can be a really, really amazing thing. So I think that's, mm -hmm. that's a cool thing about cruising. So are you a, I always ask this, are you a ship guy or a port guy or a little bit of both? I really like, um, I, I'm a little bit of both, but I like the excursions. Um, uh, you know, Anthony used to like snorkeling and then on your last, epi <laughs> on your last episode, he had a bad experience and so now he's like anti-snorkeling, but we'll, we'll get him straight on that. Uh, I love snorkeling. Um, I've had, you know, 125 gallon saltwater tanks in my house, um, I just have a 28 gallon bio cube right now, but I love the Marine, the Marine uh, life. So um, usually we go out and um, we'll try to do snorkeling somewhere. We love Grand Turk, um, Cozumel. We went to uh, Nachi Kokum and, and then we paid somebody on the side to take us snorkeling out uh, deeper. Um, so I love anytime I can go snorkeling, I'm going to go snorkeling. Um, and I'm not a great swimmer, but like you said, in the salt water, you're more, you know, there's more buoyancy. So yeah, I have to I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a great, <laughs> yeah, I'm a great swimmer out in the ocean. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we just love doing that. Um, one of the best excursions we had though, and I think Anthony brought this up was Daniel Johnson's. Um, and, uh, it, what concerns me with cruising is I'm here, you know, you keep hearing that some of these cruise lines are going to make you take only their excursions. Right. And somebody like a Daniel Johnson's who's not through carnival at this time, which is a great rescue for animals as well. Um, we did a video on, on Daniel Johnson's 
that was just an awesome, awesome excursion because number one, we got to see part of, of, of Honduras that we, we didn't know. And then we got to go through the, the, uh, see the sloths and the monkeys. And then they also took us out on a snorkeling excursion as well. That was part of that package deal. And, and that was really cool and, and really beautiful. But, you know, places like that is what concerns me with cruising down the road is are those small type places there that, that really depended on the cruise industry and money, are they going to be kind of pushed out? And your big carnivals or your royals or your NCLs, are they going to kind of make more money off their own excursions? We've done ship excursions and we've done our own excursions off, you know, that are non-part of the ship. We always like the ones not not part of the ship better. I, I don't know why. You get a few more hours, I think, uh, part of it. Um, but that that's the biggest thing that concerns me is you see those smaller places like that that are really going to be affected, you know, after covid yeah, I, I hope that if the cruise lines do that, it'll only be temporary because they're, yeah, I mean, I I will do a ship excursion if I'm concerned about getting back to the ship, but if I'm not, then I'll look around. And often, like you said, those private excursions, I mean, they're all private. Some are just endorsed by the cruise lines, but the ones that are not directly booked through the cruise line, obviously you're not paying the cruise line a little bit of that money, but a lot of times they're smaller groups, which is usually better um, sometimes they're they really are fighting more for your customer service. Uh, a lot of times you get a, a better experience. I've had good experiences both ways, but uh, definitely like a good a great example of that, which I haven't done this excursion, but I know so many people who have, is the Stingray City in uh, Grand Cayman. If you do, yeah, we did that. Ship, it's like a it's like tons of people on a boat. There's some private companies or, or smaller companies that are not through the cruise line that uh it's a much reduced capacity the price is better and the whole experience is is enhanced so yeah. we were really di- we were really disappointed in, and we had actually watched the degenerate cruisers i believe they had went on and um had done stingray city and we watched that and they did the turtle i think the turtle farm as well with that as well and it looked so fun and was like oh man we can't wait to book it and we booked it and we went out with, uh, I think it was Carnival, but we went out to Stingray City and there was so many boats out there that we didn't hardly see any Stingrays. And we was oh, wow. really disappointed because we were like, man, we're going to see all these Stingrays. And we saw some other videos, but um, it may have just been a bad day, for, you know, for for some reason for Stingrays that day. But um, that's a really good excursion. And the Turtle Farm was awesome as well with that. Um, but uh but yeah, some of the smaller ones, like even like we've been to Cosmo, I think three times now. And we've, we wanted to go to Mr. Sancho's, um, even with Anthony and all the adult beverages that are going to be there. Um, we had to have somebody to drive us back. So Anthony was going to be our designated driver. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, Mr. Sancho's is not part of carnival or, or part of that excursion. So, you know, what happens if, if you go back and, and carnival says no and, 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 you know, hopefully Carnival will, will not do that because they really have have an opportunity to make a ton of money off people if they keep it themselves and not allow people to go on uh, external excursions. Um, but hopefully things will get better in 2021 and and that, that won't be an issue. That That is a concern of mine, though, that cruise lines will do that. Hopefully, too, just the capacity of, of people that book excursions would – force them to maybe take on some of these other companies and 
the, we'd have to pay a little bit more as a consumer, but hopefully it would at least give places like Mr. Sancho's and uh, the places like where the sloth is at, what, I forget the name that you said, but- Daniel Johnson's. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it'll give them an opportunity to still um, thrive as a business, but that's, that's a legitimate concern. So do you have like a favorite ship that you've been on of all the cruises you've gone? Oh man, I, you know, we were right there in your home area in Tampa on the, I think it was the Miracle. Oh yeah. Um, we, I like the Elation and the Miracle. Um, one of those, I think it was the Elation, there was some kind of smell to it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I think we were on the seventh floor and it was just other people on that cruise that came back and was part of a Facebook group and they all complained about that smell. But I like the, the, the favorite room we've had so far has been on the miracle out of Tampa. And um, we went on Easter week that week. So we drove down on that Easter Friday, that, that good Friday, that drive was horrible. It should have been like a 10 hour drive. It took us 14 hours to get cool. there, but the miracle we had a uh, extended aft room on the, on the very back. And that is by far our favorite room. So I would say the miracle or the elation so far, and those again are smaller ships. They're not the big ones. Um, Anthony really liked the ecstasy and it's an older ship. I think it's the second or third oldest ship, but uh, he did like the aft room on the, uh, on the miracle. Um, yeah. My favorite ship is the legend, which is the same class as the miracle. And Kimber, you've been on I love the miracle. The miracle. Yeah. I, I did a tour of the miracle and it looked like the legend. And I, I remember going on that ship and, and it had been a while since I've been on the legend and, and, and it clicking and going like this, I remember why this class was my favorite ship. Like there's something about the layout. I just really like it. Now the after room you had, I did an aft room on the breeze uh, and it was, it was not great because our balcony was a balcony aft room and the balcony had no cover, which was no privacy, which isn't that big of a deal, but it was also no shade. And that was a huge problem. Um, mm. was, yours, was yours covered up? Did you have some shade? I don't think there was a lot of shade on it, but the one reason we liked it is most of the time we're gonna go out early in the morning or late at night. Um, and it, you know the sun was already down. Um, as a content creator, I loved it because I, I could set the GoPro up, put it on time lapse. <laughs> and we, we had some really good videos leaving uh, ports and coming into ports. Um, and um, But it, it, the, I'd read on, uh, on a few, I think, Facebook pages, and then I saw a couple of videos where people were worried about the vibration on the very back of the ship, on the, like on the aft. We actually loved it. it. It kind of felt like he was being rocked to sleep at night. It's just a little small vibration <laughs> that you would feel. So uh, that is by far my favorite. You know, anytime we try to book a cruise now, we always look for the after the ship because uh, okay. most of most of your some people will say, "Well, I want to be in the the middle of the ship." We like the aft because number one, uh, usually you just go a few floors up and there's your restaurants or your food, mm-hmm. um, and so and also you're it's not that far from the Lido deck. And then most of them, um, especially in that class and the older class, that's where your slides are at as well for the kids. So you're just going, basically, if you book in the after the ship and you're going straight up a few an, an elevator ride, uh, you're already where you need to be for everything. You're right there at Pirate Pizza. You're right there at Blue Iguana, Guy's Burger. Um, so we, we like the after the ship. Now, some of the newer ships that are coming out, like, you know, we have the Mardi Gras booked and, um, and we had looked at, you know, the magic 
it may change our mind a little bit on some of the bigger ships. Um, but the smaller ships uh, so far, and again, I don't have nothing to compare it to. I don't, we don't see a lot of bottlenecks. What I'm hearing on some of the bigger ships is there's some bottlenecks um, in, in, in going to and from and, and getting on and getting off. So we'll, we'll find out. I mean, we made Anthony, this is, this is the crazy thing about it. Anthony's been on all these cruise ships and his number one goal has been to be able to watch a movie outside on Lido deck. Oh. None of those, none of those ships have had, have oh. had a, have had a, <laughs> uh, a TV of our big screen out. So we were going to go out of Charleston and go on the, I think it's the sun sunshine. Um, just because they had a big screen out <laughs> on the Lido deck. Uh, but then of course, you know, all the cruises got canceled in 2020, but Charleston's only about a four, four and a half hour drive for us. It's not that bad of a drive. Okay. Very cool. Any other questions you want to ask? Any questions I want to ask? Yeah, that we didn't cover. Um, well, what's your favorite port that you've been to? Oh, um, I'm probably going to answer the same as Anthony. Um, <laughs> um, probably Grand Grand Turk. I'd say Grand Turk or Cozumel. I know Cozumel is kind of busy, and uh, sometimes they, people can the vendors can be a little pushy. Um, we love Nachi Nachi Kokum. Um, really want to do Mr. Sanchez. I like the snorkeling in Cozumel. Uh, Grand Turk is just um, Grand Turk and probably Princess Keys. It's probably been one of our, two of our favorites. Um, uh, the whole Grand Turk with, you know, you, you get to watch ships come in right there. You're, you can snorkel. It's um, they, they have the can, you know, the, uh, the cannon and the uh, anchor out there that you can go to and kind of look around. And then you got that big shelf drop off. Um, so, you know, anywhere we find out that there's good snorkeling, we're going to be there, even if it means, you know, me and my wife are dragging Anthony out there in a floaty and while we're snorkeling, <laughs> we're going to make him come out there with us probably eventually. But um, probably those two princess keys was, was really nice. That's probably my wife's favorite. Um, we really want to go to half moon, half moon key or half moon K ever, how you want to pronounce it. Um, that's one of the ones probably our least favorite um, so far has been Nassau. Uh, um when we went there the first time on the Triumph, we got to go to the, um, I think it's called Fort Charlotte. That was pretty cool. But the last two, two or three times we've been there, some of the the vendors and stuff were just so pushy and they started touching you. And we, we didn't really think that was very cool. But I keep hearing Nassau is not that bad if you'll do an excursion away from the port. Um, so we'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah, even if you just walk out of that first spot where the port is and just avoid the straw market completely. <laughs> um, when you start walking a little bit away, it's not, yeah, it's not that bad, but yeah, I mean, Nassau a lot of times falls down to the bottom of most people's list. There's still, I always say I'd still rather be in Nassau for a day than just about anywhere in the United States for a day when it comes to that sort of thing. But very true. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Very cool. I've got one more. Okay. What port do you want to go to that you haven't been to yet? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, definitely Half Moon K. That's, that's definitely one of them. Um, I've not been to Jamaica. Um, you know, so probably, probably, um, you know, this last cruise we had, it was going to be hitting the ABCs, and that was really what we wanted, you know, Aruba and um, 
I can't remember what the uh, coast is Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, yeah, Aruba, Curacao, and Bonaire. Yes, and that was the one. We, that was one of the ones that got canceled on us. But you know, we wanted to do the ABCs. I want to go. I mean, there's so many I want to go. I mean, a lot of the ones we yeah. went on has hit the same ports. Yeah. So we've done the same ports two or three times. Um, you know, Puerto Rico, San Juan. I want to go to San Juan, and I've, I've seen Saint Thomas, and there, there's cruising has to start back so we can get to those islands. <laughs> right? I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, ABCs are by far uh, my favorite. I haven't been to Bonaire yet, but Aruba and Curacao, oh man, they are, like, I love all the islands, but they're like a whole nother level for for me. Uh, From the architecture in Curacao and that downtown area, it's, and to the the wildlife, it's different because they're desert islands. They're not, they're tropical, but they're tropical desert islands. So it's just a different experience, but just, really beautiful yeah I'm- yeah we were looking at a i think in aruba one of the cruises we were on is you was going to be there 24 hours i believe almost so it's going to be like a, a layover for almost a day and we were going to rent a jeep we'd already looked at renting a jeep and we'd walk we'd saw some vlogs where people like you said were, it was kind of deserty and rocks and dry but then you got the other end of it, it was more tropical so um yeah it, you know there, there's just so much to see out there and and you know, the older we get, again, I'm almost 50 years old. Um, there's too much to see out there right now. Uh, I think the first 20, 30 years of my life, I was such focused on a career and and really didn't get out and see the world like I should have. And now the back half of it, we, we want to, um, that's one thing with Anthony, we want him to see is growing up, I, I, we grew up poor, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, didn't go to the beach and stuff a whole lot. So, as adults, we want to, you know, we don't want to spoil Anthony, but we want him to get out and see things that we didn't get to see as a kid. Not so much that we want to spoil him because uh, Anthony's ties a tick. I mean, he'll, he'll take a hundred dollars and keep it for three years and not spend any. <laughs> but of course he'll ask, you know, he'll ask us to buy something, but we want him to be able to see things at a young age that we didn't get to see as a young age. Yeah. And um, for him to be able to explore and go on all these cruises and see different you know, different countries, different cultures. That's the one thing about the excursions on the cruises was doing some of these off, you know, these, these smaller excursions where you can really see the area. That's the one thing we loved about Daniel Johnson's because you got to see the poor area too. And I got to explain to Anthony, you know, hey, that, you know, those dogs are, you know, tied up, but they live underneath that house. You know, they don't come in the house with the, you know, just being able to see some different uh, cultures, and not just see the port culture only. Those are the things we really like to do. Yeah, you can't replace experience when it comes to education. Nothing beats experience. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I didn't, I didn't travel much at all until you know I hit about forty, mid forties even. And now I'm just like, that's what I want to do. I don't care about anything else. I want to, I want to get out there and see the world and experience things. And if you can start anything up, that's amazing. That's very cool. Yeah. Real cool. All right. Well, thank you, Mike, so much for joining us. And like I said earlier, we will put all the links to Lovey's Fat Life in the description or just go over to YouTube, go over to Facebook, search it, join the group and uh, check out all of his amazing videos. Just don't do it on an empty stomach unless you're ready to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) You too. too. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that was a fun interview. Good it to was. talk to Mike, uh, you know, the next week, two weeks later. Yes. All right. The interview was the same time as 
But look, it was great talking to Mike and I uh, really enjoyed the interview and learning all about that stuff. So again, go check it out. His YouTube channel, Facebook page. Um, he just started doing live streams. So yeah. in fact, I think we're going to be on one. Yes, probably pretty soon. soon. Pretty soon. So yeah, so there you go. So in honor of Lovey's Fat Life, we thought we would come up with an appropriate cruise creature. Barbecue. So the cruise creature that we are doing this week is... Barbecue. Well, no, that's not a creature. <laughs> you could turn this creature into barbecue. You can definitely turn this creature into barbecue. It's the pig. We're talking pigs. And now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, uh... Pigs? Pigs Cru- of the Caribbean. Cruise creatures? What? You mean the ham at the buffet? No, no, not the bacon, not the ham. We're talking pigs in basically in the Bahamas. Yeah. Pigs of the Bahamas. Now, there is an island which has actually been renamed Pig Island. I think it's called Big Major K Key. Yeah. For real. But uh but this island is is famous for its swimming pigs. And it's so famous, in fact, that you can do tours to go swim with the pigs. Would you do that? Would you swim with pigs? I don't really have a lot of interest in that. I don't either. I have actually no interest in that. I'd yeah. be like, can I swim somewhere where the pigs aren't? But but hey, a lot of people get into it. I've heard a lot of people talking about how much fun they think they would be and, and looking forward to it. You can swim with pigs in various places in the Bahamas, not just Pig Island. In fact, I know there are some cruise excursions that have offered it. I want to say some of the private islands have pig swimming. Yes, some of the private islands, and then I think Nassau does it too. Now, all of these pigs that have been brought in more recently are probably just domesticated pigs that they were like, hey, people like swimming with pigs, so they they brought them in. But the thing that started it all were originally domesticated pigs that became feral pigs, wild pigs, started swimming in the water, and somebody's like, let's swim with the pig. Fun. Pig swimming. Cool. I mean, why not? Uh, here's what I think is interesting about this particular cruise creature. How did they get to Pig Island? They, they swam. They swam. No, they didn't swim. Okay. They're, they were originally domesticated pigs. So uh, there are there is a lot of anecdotal history that kind of speculates how these pigs were brought to this island. The first one, of course, pirates. It's always pirates. It's always pirates. And uh, also some people say that maybe there was some sailors that dropped them off there with the intent of going back and, and cooking them and having some bacon. And then they just, they just didn't. And then maybe these pigs survived by eating stuff that got dumped from passing ships. Nobody really knows. There's another legend that the pigs were survivors of a, of a shipwreck and they swam over to the Island. Uh, so who, who knows? They, they may have, um, they may have been just a big business scheme to get people interested in going to this island. Uh, I, I saw another one that there was a guy that was worried about Y2K and the computers crashing. So in the 90s, he took some pigs over there to start a pig farm. 
Maybe. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Y2K and the pigs. I, the question is, how long have these pigs been there, though? Because if they were there after 1990, then it probably wasn't pirates. You know, probably wasn't even sailors. It sounds more likely it would be somebody who's, like, freaking out about the Y2K bug. Wow. That seems kind of silly now, doesn't it? Yeah. Seemed kind of silly then, honestly. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, you can do this. You can swim with these pigs. Now, I will tell you, these pigs are apparently cared for by the people on the island. If you go to the actual pig island, they're fed things. And there, there's there been some issues with the pigs. I want to say 2017, there were a bunch of dead pigs. So there's some concern as to what killed the pigs. And I think a lot of the theories were that they were being fed things that they shouldn't have been fed by tourists. Maybe give it a little bit of rum by tourists. Huh. And so now there are a lot of strict regulations on if you can feed the pigs, what you can feed the pigs, how you behave around the pigs. You know, they, they got it all under control. So now it is a better thing to do. But be be aware, these are big hogs. These are big pigs that are swimming out there. And I've heard that they may bite. They also are pigs and pigs tend to poop. And their poop floats. So don't be surprised if you are snorkeling around with these pigs and something bumps you in the head and it's not a pig. That's really gross. I, I know. I know. I'll stick with fish when it comes to that. Yeah, me too. So there you have it. There's the cruise creature this week, the pig. I would prefer Mike's version of the pig, which is smoked with uh, the proper seasoning and sauce. But, you know, I, I used to take care of a pig. Uh, at the science center I used to work at. Her name was Hamlet. She was a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig, and she was a stubborn, stubborn animal. Super smart, super stubborn. Not my favorite creature I've ever taken care of. I'm not a big fan of pigs. I mean, I I like to eat pigs. Yeah. Well, the story with Hamlet is Hamlet was a female, so she was spayed. uh, And when they spayed her, instead of stitching up from the surgery, they cauterized it. And, and the story I heard is that when they cauterized Hamlet, people were coming into the veterinarian office and asking him if they were cooking breakfast. Aww. <laughs> so who knows? Anyway, that's our episode. That's it? That's it. You don't have anything else? I got nothing. Okay. Well, on that note, it's time to head for the horizon, hopefully. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Hey. I was just going to see if you said anything. I did. There you go. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, Look, we're just going to give you a sneak peek. A sneak peek of a sneak peek, basically. Of a sneak peek. No, just just a sneak peek of a sneak peek, not of a sneak peek. I know. I just wanted to be included. No. Okay. Well, uh, tell tell the kids what we're going to be talking about here. So, in a couple weeks, you're probably going to hear about all of the adventures we're about to have. Probably in a week, we'll hear about the plans. 
Yes. And then in two weeks... You'll hear the whole story. If we survive. Because this adventure is going to be full of large creatures. Weighing thousands of pounds. They eat a lot of food. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what they eat. You don't know what they eat? Well, I know what they eat. I don't know how much they eat. Oh, they eat a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the percentage of their body weight, but they eat a lot. And, of course, we are talking about cruisers. No, we're not, we're not talking about cruisers. <laughs> we are talking about the manatee. So we are having our, our friends and patrons, um, Andrew and Mallory, come down. Mallory and Andrew. And... Uh, we're going to go up to Crystal River. We're going to swim with manatees, and we are going to scuba dive in the Rainbow River. And we are going to go, I think, to the aquarium and hiking and look for alligators and all Just kinds, all kinds of, of stuff. stuff. So uh, they will be coming down this week, and we'll, we'll get on with our adventure. So there you go. You have a sneak peek of the sneak peek, because we'll tell people about it next week. Yeah.